You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded Podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you grow your business, get more clients, and monetize. And today, I'm excited because we have a special guest. You know, on the Social Media Decoded Podcast, we always have such amazing guests, and today we're talking to a YouTube extraordinaire, okay? I mean, YouTube is such a really great platform and I don't think that we've talked about it enough here on the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Many of you may know that that is how I got my start in the digital world is with a YouTube channel. And I am so, so excited to be meeting with my friend today. We're gonna talk all about social media, YouTube, and all the things that you wanna know. Welcome, so excited to have you today on today's podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing really great, Michelle. That's a fabulous introduction. Um, I'm really excited to be here to talk all things YouTube for online coaches, consultants, creative service providers, but essentially anyone who wants to be able to put themselves out there more and those of us who are building personal brands. So I'm Gulce, rhymes with Dolce, and I'm your YouTube expert today. So feel free to fire away, ask any questions you might have. Yes, I like how you said that because I wanted you to say how to pronounce your name. So rhymes with Dolce. That's the easiest way to remember. That's the easiest way that you can remember that. (laughs) Goche rhymes with Dolce. So thank you so much, Goche, for being here today. So why don't you introduce yourself and let us know how you got started with YouTube? Yeah, sure. So I definitely have a bit of a corporate background, as I guess many of us have in the entrepreneurial space. So back in the day, I used to work as an architect. And I really, really hated the work that I was doing. I studied architecture. And then when I came to the real life world, I realized I'm not meant to sit behind a computer all day, every day and just do very mundane tasks. It felt like it was a waste of potential. So throughout school, like back in high school and at university, I always have this interest of performing, storytelling. I did musicals, being on stage. That was really exciting for me and it gave me a lot of energy. And I realized that I kind of want to go back to that, but I didn't know how. So around that time, I always had this interest of starting a YouTube channel. So at least that would be my version of like acting, my version of storytelling and, you know, connecting with people and maybe eventually grow a community that might become something. So I started my YouTube channel, basically my official one, about a little over three years ago now. And the goal was to just kind of have a creative outlet as I was also transitioning from the corporate world of architecture into digital marketing to then eventually my own business that I run now, which is actually a video marketing agency. So to be honest, like it was a cry for help. And uh, I found YouTube or YouTube found me. And that's kind of how I got started. You know, it was out of necessity to have this creative outlet. 
That is so awesome. And I am so sure that there's so many people listening that have similar stories. I have a similar story as well. I was fired from my job in healthcare and I had my blog and my YouTube channel as a side hustle. And fortunately for me, I was able to see the opportunity in that and to build my own businesses. So if you're listening, I know there's creators out there. I know that you, you may have gotten fired or let go from your job. It, it is okay, right? We want to be able to keep moving forward. And I think this creator economy that we are in is so crucial and can be a way for so many people to make money doing what you love, using your skills and expertise and creating a YouTube channel or a podcast or digital products or selling courses, one-on-one consultations. There, It is so many endless ways to make money. And so I'm really glad that you said that and you were able to you know, get out of a situation that didn't necessarily fit what you wanted to do. And some of us may be in that current situation and we're like, we don't know what to do. We want to do something else. And creating your own content and building a business around that is a surefire way for you to begin to make money online. Now, it's going to take some time. Like like Goche said, it's been three years and I've been at this 13 years. So, you know, it's definitely going to take some time, but you can do it. So thank you for sharing that amazing story. I, I know that it resonated with someone today. So now let's get down to the, the nitty gritty about YouTube. I want to know if someone's first starting out, Say I'm just starting, we're just starting out. What are some tips that you have for creators? Because it can be so overwhelming. YouTube is is a big platform. It started in 2005, so it's been around for a minute. But what are some tips for someone just starting out and they want to build their personal brand? Yeah, that's such a great question. And you know, it's one that has different layers to it. But my biggest thing that I would say to everyone listening in is, you know, there is really no complicated answer here. You just have to start. That's so cliche. And, you know, in theory, it's a lot easier than in practice. But at some point, you have to be able to, you know, accept the fact that a lot of the things that you are probably telling yourself are excuses. And I know this, and I'm not pointing fingers at anyone because I went through this. I made excuses about the way I look, my hair, you know. Um, lack of tech. Um, I didn't know anything about filming. I didn't know anything about cameras. And I always had this idea in my head of what a perfect video looked like. And that perfectionism was the enemy of just being good enough. So that really held me back, you know, for a really long time. So I would say if you have that drive, that passion, and if you already love video as a medium, Just hit record with whatever you have. You don't need any fancy equipment. You could literally open like a Zoom if you have an account, even the free account, right? Like just film yourself on Zoom as if you're having a meeting with yourself and then use those videos just as your initial YouTube stuff. So you really don't need to get fancy. So that would be my first tip. My second tip would be, of course, as much as possible, see if you can tie your long-term vision to the channel from day one. And I know this is not always easy. And when I started my channel, making it in Holland back in summer of 2019, I knew that I wanted to be about life, career, and business in the Netherlands, but I didn't quite know exactly where that would lead me. It eventually led me doing consultations about career and business for any international that wants to relocate to the Netherlands. But that wasn't necessarily my end goal. My content kind of brought me there. 
So I would highly suggest if you're already a business owner and you have an idea of the direction to be a lot more intentional with the kind of videos that you're creating. So you end up in a destination where you are able to grow your email list with the right people. You are able to actually make sales from your, you know, products, courses and other things that you might offer in your business versus just drifting and sort of landing on a niche which kind of what happened with me, to be honest, it was semi-intentional, but it wasn't mapped out. So that would be my second tip, like have an idea of the end goal, you know, what is happening, like where are all the roads from YouTube leading people? The third thing is I would be so mindful of the different types of content that you're creating on YouTube and how they all work together. So I like to call this my eat P strategy. So that's my four part video framework. And I like that it's eat P because P can be anything, can be pancakes, can be, I don't know, you name it, right? I just want to make sure that it is catchy and people remember it. But basically it is an acronym for the four types of videos that you should be considering to create in your YouTube channel to make sure that every piece of the puzzle is intentional. So letter E stands for evergreen. So these are, you know, very commonly asked questions that people ask about your niche all day, every day, any month, any year. So it's going to be timeless content that is always in style, that's always going to be searched by someone. I like to call this kind of like the Chanel bag of your industry. You know, it was in fashion like 50 years ago. It's probably going to be in fashion like 50 years from now. I don't have a Chanel bag, but it's a nice analogy to, to, you know, piggyback off of. So really ask yourself what those questions are. So these are a lot of the like what, why, how kinds of questions. And here you also have a lot of those top tips and myths to bust, mistakes to avoid kind of questions as well. That could be really nice part of your evergreen content. Letter A, I like to call that your authority building mini webinar. And it is essentially like a mini webinar, just a bit more condensed and YouTube friendly. So it's still teaching a substantial concept, maybe not the full thing, but it's still giving your audience a sizable information they can go ahead and work with and sort of like leave them wanting for more. And the goal of this authority building mini webinar is to have a very salesy call to action at the end of it. So at the end of such a video, I would say, book a call with me or buy my thing, like here's my sales page. So that's your opportunity to really shine. So letter T of eat is trends, right? We will always have some interesting trends happening in our industries, maybe not exactly in our industries, but in the world that we can find a way to tie into our niche. And these trends can be in like two ways. They can be seasonal trends. So, you know, Valentine's Day, the holiday season, Black Friday, etc. Like, what are some things that are cyclical that come every year that you can piggyback off of and make content about? For example, if you're a marketer around Black Friday time, you might want to designate a few videos all about Black Friday promotions. Or around Valentine's Day, maybe you want to talk about like, relationship advice if you're a relationship coach for example you know how to like reignite your love life or something like that so really think about what are those trends both seasonal but also in the moment so for example one of my clients she works in fashion 
And around the time Kim Kardashian wore the Marilyn Monroe dress, you know, it was very hot and happening and of the moment. And because she was in fashion, she actually had something substantial to be, you know, to share with the world about the dress, about the heritage, the history, and all that good stuff. So, you know, what are those like of the moment trends that you can also piggyback off of, which can bring a lot of eyeballs on your channel? And then letter P, our mysterious letter P is personable content, right? So like what makes you you at the end of the day? So these could be not how-to kinds of videos, but how I kind of videos, right? Like how you do something, what has your approach been? And they don't always have to be about business, but they could be about all of your other like quirky stuff that you got going on other like facets to your personality just makes you you basically like what makes you human what makes you stand out so those are the four videos that I want everybody to you know maybe listen again or pause if you're listening to this right now to really go through what your content could look like based on this framework basically so these will be my top three tips that was a whole masterclass. So everyone listening, please go back and re-listen to those amazing types of videos that you should be posting. And I 100% agree. I am definitely going to revamp my YouTube this, this coming year with all of your amazing tips. I think that is a fantastic framework and a really good mix of videos to have on a YouTube channel. Almost every YouTube channel that I go to has some similar videos to what you're saying. So this is a one gems that were dropped. Thank you so much for that masterclass that you just dropped. It was like a, a free webinar for everybody. So we definitely appreciate that. Now, I want to talk about YouTube shorts really quick because it is the hottest thing that YouTube has come out with. What are your thoughts on YouTube shorts and how should we use those? Now, I know that we could repurpose our content from like Instagram or TikTok to YouTube shorts, but what are your tips, your best tips? Yeah, great question. I always had such a love and hate relationship with short form video because I'm such a big believer in like going deep, you know, sharing the substance, like digging deeper and, you know, give you like the full thing, not just like a 10 second bite or like a 60 second bite size information. So it's been really challenging for me to like accept the fact that unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, we live in a world where short form video is the reality. And unfortunately, we cannot run away from it, especially as business owners. Right. So with all of this, my, one of the approaches that I've come up with that I work with uh, in my agency and with my one on one and group coaching clients is to really still think about your eat peas, you know, your four like long, rich format videos, but in the process of scripting, identify which are going to be your like 10 to 60 second bite size moments. So then that is already baked in to the long format video. So ultimately, once that long format video is done, usually we do this with my team or you can, you know, delegate this to your VA or hire an editor to get this work done for you. So all you have to do is just tell them exactly where in the video those sound bites are and then get the people to repurpose it for you. So you're not actually 
creating new content for shorts, but you already have the shorts material in the long format videos. I just found that to be the best use of your energy and your time, especially if you're relatively new or you're like just at six figures, you just crossed the six figure mark, like you're kind of like wealthy enough now, you're feeling good, but you're also not rich enough. You're kind of in that awkward in between where you're starting to delegate and you kind of have a team, but there is still a lot going on that requires you time. So it's like very hard to create the long video and the shorts. So if you're in that stage, it's so, so powerful to be able to have the repurposed videos. If you master that, and if you have more time and bandwidth, you could definitely experiment with more of the, what I like to call more of the trendy kind of shorts. You know, you can experiment with different kinds of hooks and create like short first specific videos. But honestly, I, I see this work only really well once a creator has mastered the foundation of repurposing a longer video and that they have big enough team to be able to give this creator like creative direction, but also be able to then take those videos, you know, edit it in a way that's engaging and then share it out there on YouTube shorts or also on TikTok or Instagram reels. And it's interesting because it actually takes more effort to make a short video more engaging than deliver a longer format, sort of more raw and less edited, almost like this kind of podcast style type of, you know, video. Like that takes a lot less effort actually than try to make a short really stick and try to make it go viral, if that makes sense. So that would be my approach and the way that I recommend um, those of you listening get started with. Yes. And that those were so great tips. And I definitely love the fact that you said about having a team. I want everyone to know that a lot of creators do have a team. Some of them don't, but a lot of them do like the, the ones that you see that are probably everywhere and doing like all the things. But I feel like when you were talking about you're in that six figure space, but you still have to do a lot. That's the space that I'm in. Like, yeah, you're making six figures. But to be honest, six figures, once you really make it and see, it's really... I don't want to say not a lot because it's a lot, but to sustain a business, it's not a lot, right? Because you still have to run the business and there's still money that has to be put into the business. So when you do start making six figures, it's kind of like you're not because you have to put more money back into the business. But like you said, I feel like I'm in that place. I have some people on my team. It's a really great, but there's still a lot of things that like I have to do, right? There's still a lot of things I have to show up to. And so I do find a lot of creators and business owners like, oh, I just get somebody else to do these things. But realistically, like it's us right in the beginning. So power to the the creators that have like full teams back behind them. Power to the creators that are just solopreneurs. You can still do this yourself all by yourself too. Do not get it twisted. There are automations and systems and all type of things that you can have. So I'm really, you know, glad that you said that to put a perspective on the real the reality and how realistic is it for you to create long form, short form, all the things. So that was that was great. It, yeah, exactly. Like I had to put it out there because I know like it's especially if you're an overachiever and if you want to 
do great things and you have big, bold, ambitious goals. Sometimes you're a bit too optimistic and you want to do all the things. And, you know, I'm very much the same. So it's so easy when you are in that space to actually burn yourself out. So you don't want to burn yourself out. You want to be very smart and strategic with your content. And then once you have mastery over that one thing, it's almost like playing a video game. You've like unlocked now the opportunity to like move to that next level where you can create the short form native videos because you have like the foundations, the team, the systems and everything to support it. So like give yourself grace and give yourself time. Like you don't need to have all the pieces of the puzzle great as part of your marketing ecosystem right off the bat. You can build it like block by block by block. And sometimes it's so difficult because We are bombarded with examples of entrepreneurs with very big teams that make it look effortless. And they preach like, you should be posting six times a day and 10 times a millisecond. And you're like, I don't, I don't have, like, I don't, like, it's like not sustainable, right? So this is why I think it's so important to also openly talk about the reality of creating content and being visible and starting and growing a YouTube channel. Absolutely. 100% agree with everything that you said here. Definitely do not look to the people on social media as your base because you have no clue how many people they have on their team and it just will, it it will cripple you. So don't do that. So thank you so much for that tip. And if you're enjoying this episode, if you thought this episode was amazing, you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames. Share this in your stories and let someone know how this episode has helped you. So I am a book person and Before we head out of this podcast episode today, I have to ask you a question about books. Are there any books that have helped you along your entrepreneur journey that you think would be helpful for our listeners as they go on their creator journeys, whatever that is, entrepreneur, if they are a podcast or YouTuber, just some books that have helped you along your way? That's such a great question. And as you can see, I have quite a lot of books. I love reading. I feel like it's just such a great way to get access to wealth of information without spending like a fortune. So like, especially if you're new to this, I think book recommendations are always great. But I think as you're also growing your business, it's so important to continue to read and build on your knowledge. So I actually have a relatively recent book that I'd love to recommend, and it's called The Unfair Advantage. And it is by Ash Ali and Hassan Kuba. And the tagline of this book was what got me. It's, you already have what it takes to succeed. And I was like, ah, that's interesting. Do I though? And what does that look like? So in this book, you really get to discover a layer of yourself that you might not have discovered before. And things that seemingly appear as weaknesses, all of a sudden you get this reframe in your head And you're like, wow, that's actually my unfair advantage. So I definitely, definitely recommend this book. It's such a great read. And um, I follow the authors also on social media, and they also share wonderful stuff there as well to kind of build on from what they've written in the book. So I definitely would recommend this book to anyone who wants to discover their unfair advantage. I love that. I'm going to check the book out. So The Unfair Advantage, make sure you guys check that book out. And if you have the Libby app for us um, here in the United States, I know Goche is 
you are you you are from Turkey, but you are in the Netherlands, and that is so amazing, you all. I'm so excited that I get to meet amazing people from across the world, and we get to host these podcast episodes for you. This is like one of the things I look forward to when I interview people. Um, so yes, the Libby app is a library app where you can rent books or audiobooks on your library card. So check out the Libby app for that unfair advantage book. But if you also have Audible, I have Audible as well. Check it out on Audible or get the book from Amazon, right? Because Amazon has all the books that you possibly could need for anything. So thank you for that amazing recommendation of a book that we should check out. So before we head out, this has been an amazing episode and thank you so much for dropping so many gems about video, about content creation, about YouTube and how we can best utilize that platform in our businesses while we are growing, while we are pivoting, while we are reaching new places. So could you please let us know where can we find you online? I know that you have an amazing video agency. So please let us know where we can find you about your agency and what you have going on. Yeah, wonderful. I would be delighted. So you can definitely find me in all the social medias. I think if you just type Gulce, I'll be like one of the few that pop up. Um, You can also visit my website, videosalesmastery.com. There you can find information about the agency where we do a lot of done-for-you work, as well as other online group programs and courses that I have available. Um, You know, definitely reach out to me if you have any questions about YouTube. It could be about starting or growing, or I'm very transparent when it comes to like sharing with you the good, the bad, the ugly as well. So if you want like honest, unfiltered opinion. Uh, I'm here for you. So don't hesitate to get in touch. And the best place to really connect with me apart from the website is also my Facebook profile. I'm quite active on there. So if you just look for Gulcha Onganar official, you'll find me. And if you want to, you can always come join the Facebook group of YouTube Jumpstarters, where we're a really wonderful group of coaches, consultants, and creative service providers nerding all about YouTube. So you're always more than welcome to join. Yes, we will definitely leave all of that information down in the show notes on how you can connect with Goche. Thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. This was such a great episode. I can't wait to re-listen to this episode so I can get all the gems about YouTube. My pleasure. And it's been like fabulous speaking with you, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one. Peace.